are back in the football shed. My name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. Good day. Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. And Rog, I feel you have something you want to say. You get off your chest at the start of the shed. Oh, wow, we're straight into it. Yeah, yeah uh, a pub- special public broadcast announcement. Um, I would like to apologise to uh, Sun Hung Min <laughs> and his entire family for <laughs> banishing him to two years military service in South Korea uh, in error. Um, I did some in-pod research last week <laughs> and read the women's Asia Games result and took it to be the men's and then I realised that uh, Sun is not going to be sent off Good on military service the week, yeah. because they won the Asia Games and he's not going to go off military service but in, in extra time in extra time it's a bit dicey oh, yeah. oh. I was so. waiting for it to happen but um, they're looking at changing the military service rules because it's got a lot of publicity so that coverage. I've seen and I think they're going to withdraw the exemption for sportsmen withdraw it so potentially that, yeah so well, they're not going the other way around they're not going that you've got oh it's it. okay you're going to get out it, let's just make it okay that no one has to do it it's the other way around it's going well if you oh yeah I don't, think you do, I don't think they'd ever get rid of it would they I think things would have to warm considerably with the north so they're going that it's too loose he should be doing military service. I mean, he's fit, isn't he? Well, yeah. I think it's more that it seems a little bit unfair that, um, you know, a particular profession like sports... Yeah, what if I was really good at IT? Yeah, gets... Well, you'd exemption. be useful in the army, wouldn't you? You could, like, make water filters. <laughs> I think it's more I mean, about yeah, the, He's a good runner, isn't he? It's more about the publicity with the fact that the way it comes across in the media, it's like it's a good thing that he's being able to get out of military service, yeah. which it undoubtedly is. Yeah. But the South Korean <laughs> government obviously don't want to portray that yeah. image. So uh, anyway, yeah, well, fake, fake news. Um, well, it's good to yeah. start on some fake news. We are the football shed. We try to uh, <laughs> not, give fake news. not give fake news every week. Um, but we record in Jeff's shed each week with three English blokes that live in Melbourne. We like football and we try and talk about it every week. Um, if you enjoy it, give us a review on iTunes, subscribe, tell your mates. If you want to get in contact, you can email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. No emails this week. Someone sent me an email. Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> or you can find us on social media. Just search Football Shed Podcast and we will appear there as if by magic. I think even if it's a shit email, we're probably going to read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'll be quite excited. Even if it just said, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, I have a feeling there may be an email or two next week. Um, every week we start with a question. You can't send one to yourself. Why not? Well, that would be cheating. Okay. I've got a fake email address that I used to complain <laughs> about things. <laughs> <laughs> that um, I should probably complain about the pod and get you to read it out and then laugh at you for reading out fake news and then you have to make an apology. And then we'll do more fake news. Yeah. So tune in next week for more fake news. <laughs> Um, but our question this week is kind of tinged, is International Week this week, which is always a bit underwhelming. So the question's a little international tinge. <laughs> a little underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, Watford have played for 1 4 and a top of the league. Well, not a goal difference. Um, they've had the same starting 11 for all four games. That starting 11, how many international caps do they have between them? <laughs> Um, you were like a little meerkat then I don't don't think it's a lot no same do do you know why I don't think it's a lot because who the fuck plays for Watford (laughs) probably 12 I'm going to go a bit more than that I'm going to go 45 
They have 132. <laughs> 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 They're not quite Burnley. No. So they have a few more. But they have 132, but three players make up 100, which is Jan, Matt, Cathcart and Holobas. And Holobas oh, yeah. is 35. And, and Cathcart 40. plays for Scotland, so that doesn't count. Northern Ireland. Oh, Northern Ireland. Same. Oh, same, same. Same, same. Brexit. Foundation. Oh. <laughs> Um, but no, the reason because oh sorry, Scottish last people. week we did mention Watford. And they won again. They beat Spurs this week. But we, we, I mentioned like who are they? Like who are their players? So this is their team they've played for the last four weeks. Foster in goal, Jan Matt Cathcart, Cabaselli, Holibas back four. The Corey Capui, Capui, Capue, Capu, Capu. No, it's Capue. It's Capue. There's a few different Capus. One's a Capue. The other one's a Capu. <laughs> I was doing my research this week. Um, there's a striker who's a capoo. You know, okay. he, 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 play, yeah, he doesn't yeah. play for Watford, but he's a capoo, and it's Kapue who plays for Watford. Maybe he's an Egyptian guy, I think one of them's... Kapue or yeah. Kapoo? Kapoo. Kapoo. Yeah. Hughes, Pereira, Gray and Dini. Leicester manager, Kapuel. Do, do you know the other interesting thing about it? Yeah. It's their starting lineup. This year has only included one new signing this year, and all the others have been there for at least two years. Yeah, so Ben Foster's the only new signing. Yeah. Where's Fat Jerry? Doesn't get a Not game. In. Doesn't get a game. Um, he may be injured. But basically, yeah, they've got exactly the same team as they had last year, so consistency, which Watford have never done. Um, Havid Gracia has stayed in the job. Um, which is rare for Watford because they usually change it every year. And we didn't think he'd done a particularly good job last year. I mean, they were a bit dull. Yeah. Like they, they did enough to stay up, but they were still a bit dirge. And what they've also done, which is interesting, I think, is every player's aged between 23 and 35, and the majority are 27 to 30, so basically they're all at the peak of their game, and there's no big stars. So basically, they're Leicester. Well, do you know the other thing that I like that they're doing differently is two up top. Yeah. And they're actually playing as a as a pair, as a as a partnership and they're causing teams problems. Havoc, yeah. Did anyone watch the game? Yeah. Mm. I watched bits of it. It did look a little bit to me like uh they scored two goals from two corners. Good at set pieces. Spurs were a bit um complacent. And, and let them in. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Spurs yeah. really thought that this was their banker. They this was it. Man United 3-0. That's and just it. And, and you know what it's like. When the international break is at the worst possible time for people to get into football, you look at it, you're like, well, what are the first four games? What would be a good point outlay for that first four games? Mm-hmm. Okay, and Spurs had this one down as three points in the bag. And yeah. you could tell. And then when they went a goal up, one nil up. Even more so. They were like, yeah. you know, we're cruising, we're absolutely fine. Special break next week, you know, get the bloody bloody Marys on. Yeah. And um bloody bloody Marys. Oh, on bloody Marys, Jeff. Can you give us an update on what you're drinking this week? I am drinking an old Milwaukee. And that's a beer. Is this still a leftover from your wedding or no, you no, this no, one? this was just cheap. <laughs> from the IGA up the road it also says on the side American pin-up series oh, yeah me too um, uh, hashtag cheap beer Spurs missed a few chances too like um, Deli Alley missed at least a couple that you'd expect yeah. him to put away so I, uh, I I don't think it's a like disaster for Spurs I think they just you know Pochettino would have given him a kicking because mm. it was I think it was more them being complacent than Watford being brilliant. But Watford have won four games. I just got a feeling that Watford have got something going about them. I mentioned Leicester earlier. Leicester, no one thought they were good 
Um, and I had Watford as going down in my predictions. But and Bournemouth, and they're both in the top six. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but I, don't, well. I don't think they're not going to win the league. No, again. they're not going to win the league, but they have. there's an atmosphere around them at the moment. They've, in Dini, they've got a talisman. They've got a captain that they believe in. They're playing two up front, which most teams aren't used to defending against. They've got a system that works. They've got a lot of big blokes. They've got a really good left-back, yeah, Holobas. Holobas, who's really old. But... But it's good. Gets injured all the time, so he's not waiting for that to happen. But they're really good at set pieces. They keep it simple. I just think they've got <laughs> something about them that no one's expecting. There's no superstars. There's no Richarlison anymore. And they're just a team. And that's what Leicester were. And they were a team of rejects who just went, you know what, we're going to build it. This is our bit. chance. Let's yeah. just give it a go. And good on them. Like, I can see them How doing... far could they go, do you think? I think... If, if you've started this well, then top six? Nah... I'm going to make a noise there. Did you hear that? I that was a noise. Do you think they'll get in the top six, Jeff? No. No, I'm I don't. I'm going to say they will, but there's an opportunity there. Like if I think they've got the right environment to give it a go. The, the, when Leicester won the league, it was the perfect storm. Yeah. So they, from Christmas onwards, every other team in competition with them was in crisis mode. It was in transition in some kind of way. It was we criminal were... that Arsenal didn't win the league. Oh my God, that was, that, was, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was That was it, because, because everyone else was on the beach. Yeah, you know, yeah. they bloody, Man City announced Guardiola at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, but he's true. not going to start now, I'll start in six months. Yeah. So everyone just be a, be a bit came dead dog. Yeah. Mm. The, whole, the whole thing was set up for a team like Arsenal to win the league. Yeah. But Leicester just blitzed it, which was the, one of the most amazing yeah. things in my footballing life, even as a non-Leicester fan. Yeah. I don't see that this year. I think that too many teams are in uh, a positive uh, trajectory. Yeah. I don't think Watford can last. I, I think that when Leicester picked up draws, everyone else picked up draws, and I don't see that happening too much this year. So I, I like what you say. I like reading this week about how... The bookies have put yeah. odds up for them to win the league. Uh, you know, I like that? it. I, I enjoy the hear, thrill um, of it, but I, I don't think it will happen. Did you hear Troy Deeney's quote? Okay. Troy Deeney said we tried to out football them and made silly mistakes but we cause people problems we are big lumps and people don't like it okay. yeah. now, they've got a very muscular team like their midfield like Decore is a big unit yeah. um, but it's also quite skillful um, they'll definitely bully some teams I think yeah. and, and Troy Deeney is, is a brute Brilliant at that. Yeah. You remember a few years ago when that Arsenal game? Where was, <laughs> was that was, last, was was last year? Half, I think. half time where he's telling everyone, he goes, they're treating us like pansies. Just we him. are not having that. Yeah. And I yeah. think they won. They won that game. Just, they just kicked them all over the shop. And rightly so. We need a bit more of that in football. The Deeney's um, lost a stone of weight over the summer. You can't really? tell. He looks like a beefcake. Yeah, well, he's just huge. And um, they talk of him being in the England squad because... He's a battering ram, and if you just get the ball up to him, he'll hold it up. He can take people on. He's big. He's strong. He's clever too. Like he's a clever striker. He's, and I think the big thing with strikers well is confidence. Yeah. And it, you know, they like. It seems like they like playing together. Like Gray's been a bit of a flop so far. He went there for a bit of money from Burnley. Yeah. You know, obviously was Burnley's key key man when they got promoted. Um, <clears throat> but they look like they're enjoying playing together. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think top 10 or being best of the rest is a realistic ambition for them with the start they've had but let's not forget that they started well last year and then just completely fell Very over Very true. Their so. first seven games were excellent last year and then they fell off a cliff didn't they? Yeah. Um, I love that this is the conversation and I love that it's a team like Watford that this conversation is about because I do think at the beginning of the season no one cared 
And yeah. uh, with all respect, yeah. if there's Watford fans listening, yeah. like, like you cared, Watford yeah. fans, but you, you take on board that no no one else did. Especially because they were a bit boring and last year, the way they, they played. And my know, reason they... for relegating them in my predictions was I just don't give a shit about them. They just they they petered out into a team of nothingness. They didn't seem like they had any passion. They had any care about That's what exactly they were doing. Right. They were just floating by, and they, it seems like they've run out of energy of that initial high of getting back into so the I Premier love League. It. And people talk about um, the Premier League being stale, or, or you know, only the good clubs do whatever. But after four games, we're having this conversation about a team like Watford, whereas four weeks ago we were definitely not. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like that. Third in the league. Um, so moving on from Watford, who would like to? Uh, chat about something who was next in the well go on Jeff you, you, that was a big inhale yeah I think um, <laughs> look we're not gonna there's a few clubs that we're not gonna talk about this week and I think that's that's a good thing yeah. but we can't let this week roll by without looking at who is propping up the table on no points <laughs> yeah. at all from the top to the bottom West Ham West Ham this is one prediction I've got right so far I put West Ham as flop of the year so my Watford might have been wrong, but West Ham's. Uh, I mean, what, what do you looking th- good? Here's the thing: like, if we're not going to get if we're not going to get carried away about Watford in the same breath, we say we shouldn't get carried carried away first four games about West Ham because you know West Ham are going down. But <laughs> there is some there are some problems there, and Pellegrino, um, he <laughs> don't laugh. That will be his name by the end of the season. <laughs> Pellegrino came out and, and blamed the old regime. He said there's still some some hangovers, some headaches from the old regime, like. You can't do that. You've started eight new players. You spent a hundred million pounds. This is you. Yeah. It's a hundred percent you. Yeah. You can't just fucking David Moyes bash after four games <laughs> because David Moyes saved your club from a yeah. ex Sam Allardyce era. Like yeah. it, really tough times. David Moyes came in and he he stabilised it to a degree. But what's going on in that in that football club? They they okay. I'm going to keep contradicting myself yeah. because that's what we do here. They looked better than Arsenal when Arsenal beat them. Yes. And I do think that at parts of the game against against um, Wolves. Wolves, they looked better than Wolves. They did. They had chances. Oh, my God. There were four or five mm. chances that West Ham had that you, I can't yeah. believe they, they missed, didn't, they they didn't put them in. chances. Um, and out of it? Or? Yes. And Philippe Anderson, I think, missed And him. Antonio had a yeah. chance that he missed. Yeah. Um, is, I think, it, is Anatovic the answer as a striker? Well, like, no, I know, I, I, he's, I, he's not a striker, is he? He's, no, but Anatovic is interesting because he's got. I, I really, really rate him as a player. Well, same, I, think I think he's yeah. he's a Champions League player, but he's got an attitude of a League Two player. Like he's just. Oh, but when if you get him on board, like Moyes got him on board, and yeah. he, I mean, he almost kept them up last year. Like he was the you know their um, trigger for, for if he played well West Ham played well and when that's the, the problem yeah because you, when he's so sorry John, he's when, he's, when he's so up and down and volatile yeah. as a human being you can't hang your hat on that because you're only going to get 20 good games because half the games he's not going to play well and not because he's a poor player because that, his attitude stinks yeah. and he believes rightly so just like you declared John yeah. that he's better than the football club he's at yeah. and he saw this summer he didn't leave West Ham because he saw the club match his ambition he saw the club invest all of this money. Go, we've got an amazing stadium. Like we're ready to go. Everything's amazing, but it doesn't take long for the the seeds of discontent to, to flow in there. And then you've got players like Yarmolenko, who we know for years. There is a reason why Yarmolenko is only just entering the Premier League, and it's because he has been linked with Tottenham. He's been linked with Everton through Liverpool, the time. Yeah. But the bloke is a fucking sook. Like he <laughs> is the worst attitude of any human yep. being I've never met yeah. and 
That's not true. Trump's a dick. <laughs> but, uh, like, anyway, th- this guy is not going to pull you out of the trenches. In fact, after four games, no points. They've, I mean, they've conceded ten goals and they've scored two goals. And also, if you think of Yarmolenko, so he doesn't have the attitude... Arnautovic doesn't really have the attitude. Philippe Anderson, who, again, I think is a brilliant player and, again, should be a Champions League player. bit flaky. He's flaky. He's what about not... uh, um, Sanchez as well? Carlos He's Sanchez. Enough. Carlos Sanchez. Sorry, Aston yeah. Villa reject Carlos yeah, Sanchez. And where did he go? So after Aston Villa, he went... Fiorentina. And then he came to West Ham for big money. Like yeah. it's, it's outrageous. And massive mistake for the Wolves yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah I think... Well, I mean, of the Wolves goal... Adama Traore's run is amazing. Yeah. That guy is a machine. He's like watching Jonah Lumu. Like he is. He's so big. He's yeah. <laughs> just a man. Isn't he? So for those listening in Australia, he's like Mitch Austin, but yeah. a bit better at football. <laughs> yes. Like he's got. It's like the run button stuck. Like when you play FIFA, you're like oh, just keep going. Just keep going, and, and one of these days it will happen press to land sheet. on the correct foot at the correct time, and I'll just press the shoot button, and it'll go in the top corner. That's what he does. He's a good impact sub, though. Well, I'd yeah, say, of course, because the run button's yeah. stuck. Yeah. So I mean, I don't want to. Uh, this is going to come across as a big Jeff rant about how shit West Ham are, no. and I don't but want it to come across like that. But I do think that the seeds have been sown for it to get worse before it gets better. And it's not getting easier, is it? Because their next three games are not Chelsea, straightforward. Arsenal and someone else. Everton away. Everton away, yeah. Unbeaten Everton away. Not yeah. Arsenal because they played them already. <clears throat> Man United. Yes. And they, and then players that I think are good are not performing. I think Creswell is an excellent defender and I don't think he's performing very well. Jack Wiltshire is the slowest man in football and he's anchoring their midfield. And I know that the idea is for him to play like a quarterback, but actually he's just getting overrun by he's got counter-attacking to play with sides. Someone that can let him do that and he, if it's Mark Noble it's not him because he's got no legs. And they, and they, they, they didn't Stanley sign ne- they didn't sign anyone for that role. Standing um, next to him was Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. yeah. So you're not looking at legs on either side. I mean they've got players with legs, Anderson's quick. Yeah. Uh, Antonio's quick, but they're 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 playing too far forward to to affect the game where Wiltshire's getting overrun. Yeah, it, and for me, it just stinks of the Dildo brothers getting it wrong again. Yeah. Um, and like you can blame the players, you can blame Pellegrino or Pellegrini, you can blame both of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think it's the Dildo brothers having this weird inflated ego of themselves and thinking that West Ham are a top four team and that they have this great stadium. What they've done is ruin the club for the fans and they've overpaid for this name of a manager and for named players and now they're not a team, they don't have an ethos, they don't have a plan, they don't... They don't know what they're doing. You you polish a turd but it's still a turd and so if the team, like they've put all these shiny bits on but they haven't actually got the core to, like if if you're (laughs) nearly, if you're nearly there then yeah, add the shiny bits to then get you to the next stage but if you haven't got that solid foundation and you put a load of shiny bits into the mix, it can be a disaster and we see teams that do this go down it's happened before, we do see, it's happened to West Ham before, one said West Ham were too good to go down and they been in this exact position and went down so I think whilst whilst I think they'll still stay up I think they might do it without the water boy I think they have a problem though about staying up the problem is that they've given him such a huge contract 
that fire they don't generally fire managers so they'll keep him so they, I don't think they'll fire him I think they'll keep him because it'll cost too much to get rid of him agree also for them to fire who do they bring in they bring in a Sam Allardyce or a Tony Pugh or David Moyes David Moyes and the fans don't want that so they they've built their own yeah and, and, I, and I, when you it's say a it's polishing a turd I don't want because that's a comment that makes it sound like West Ham aren't good enough and what would, but it's the problem is that the identity and the what makes West Ham who they are when you saw Dean Ashton cut it in and it, like, the, what makes them uh, Upton Park this West Ham total football so, that doesn't exist right now and they, they've changed too many components to keep the soul of this football club yeah. going and it's and not because they, plan. they've replaced it's like They've they've let the tree die and kept putting ornaments on it, yeah. and the tree's the most important bit. That people call it a Christmas tree, not a Christmas ornament stand. <laughs> and, and at the moment, it's a Christmas ornament stand, yeah. and they need to water the fucking tree. Realize who they are, yeah. put effort into that, and not keep you know polishing yeah, the fucking turf. I, I like your analogy. <laughs> that was a good one. Better than mine. It's good, but yeah, I, I mean, I and I think what West Ham have done well in the past, the best. When you think of the best West Ham teams in recent memory, they've got they've got that steel, but then they've also got some fla- a sprinkling of flair players yeah, in like there, a and, and they've been really good to watch. But I think at the moment the issue is they've got some of those flair players, but they haven't got that spine of the team that does the you know the boring things well enough to let the flair players go, and it, it, it's. And the other thing is, is, like we talked about, those attitudes, all of a sudden you put four or five of those players in the same team that are a bit flaky, it's difficult to dig yourself out of a hole. And you create, you end up with an atmosphere, like a little bit, like, you know, Charlie Adams spoke on the radio about um, where Stoke was last year. You had these flair players who kind of weren't too bothered about the working hard in training and stuff. Did matter, because when Stoke went down, they'd get signed to someone else, whatever, yeah. functional. Exactly. And I think you're, in my head, the West Ham training ground is Mark Noble and Jack Wilshere working hard and everyone else having a fag in the corner <laughs> <laughs> and going I'm getting paid 100 grand a week it's alright they got rid of James Collins yeah and um, so it, it, as soon as you get that split in the changing room and you don't get that attitude and Pellegrino is a smoker so he'll be in the fags corner and not the, <laughs> and they'll look at Shakiri this year at Liverpool and they'll think oh great all yeah. I've got to do is is put a year's worth of Premier League experience on my resume, so I'm up to the pace of the game. Yeah. And no matter what the fuck happens next summer, I'll be signed to a club that I actually want to play for. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, well, we touched on Stoke briefly. Then did you see yeah. that Chupa Moting signed for PSG? Isn't that a weird? Yeah, I know. A weird, weird signing. Chupa Moting. So you remember Maxim yeah. Chupa Moting, who played up front for Stoke last year and scored two goals all yeah. year? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it was terrible. It's, they signed him from the German league. Um, and for a bit of money, I think. Yeah, it's it? 10, 12, 15 yeah. million and wasn't very good. Uh, PSG signed him. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back, Just, back up to Neymar. D- wow. Yeah. Didn't they also sign that, um, that bloke who had a good World Cup for Belgium? I don't know. The defender used to play for some. Ah, oh, I'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not Chadley. Not yeah, Chadley. Uh, oh, maybe. No, I don't think he went to PSG. He went somewhere. I don't think he was PSG. Oh. Um, moving on from West Ham, Rog, you got a couple of things you wanted to talk uh, about. Well, yeah, I thought let's. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Liverpool. Now, I said 
Liverpool not being very good. Now that was very much tongue in cheek because I, I think that Liverpool are very good this year. But it, I thought it was a bit of an odd game against. So I was really excited about this one because it was the early game. Yeah. So it was a very reasonable hour to watch the game. So I was, I built it up a little bit. I was quite excited. Um, I thought for half an hour, Liverpool were brilliant. Yeah. Um, and they can do some things that maybe no one else in the league can do even man city when they when it goes right it is brilliant to watch and i love i think that salah has potentially whilst he might have started a bit slowly because he's now got this a bit of an aura and he had such a good year last year i think he's added something this year which is he now isn't afraid to just give a quick um you know first time pass back or not yeah. necessarily look to take the players on. And there were a couple of times where they the front three pinged it around and like a couple of first time balls by Salah and I was like and it, it was like it took Leicester by surprise because they expected him to, you know, take the ball, make cut. some space, cut in on his left foot and have a shot, but he just played it first time and, and and when that was going right, I thought I was like shit, for half an hour they looked like they could score for yeah. fun. But then they just haven't quite clicked yet. Like Firmino hasn't. Firmino hasn't been. He got his first goal. Great, he got his first goal, which mm. might be big. But I think um, Dirk, big Liverpool fan, just mentioned that he needed that because he'd been a bit yeah. quiet in the game. Um, Mane looked looked a real threat. But they just there was a half an hour spell in the first half where they looked brilliant. But outside of that, it just wasn't quite there. Like it was they they and they ended up grinding it out. And I think part of that has you've got to give credit to Leicester for yeah. playing playing really well. But did you guys watch the game? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that the game lived up to the headlines. You know, I think Liverpool top of the league, four wins out for scoring goals. I, I think that sounds better than the reality. Because when you, when you watch it, I think you're right. I think Leicester f- should feel not necessarily hard done by, but probably proud of the of the way that they didn't just stand up to Liverpool. They they dominated parts of that game. Well, isn't that a sign of a Championship winning team? Though is that Liverpool actually haven't played that well yet, and they're like, on twelve points. They're on twelve points, top of the league, and they haven't hit top gear. And if there's a team you could accuse historically of not winning when you play badly is Liverpool normally Liverpool only win well there's no middle ground and you know I'm going to say it because he was my surprise player of the year but how good was James Madison in that game yeah he was yeah what I loved about Madison was not necessarily that everything went for him but he tries stuff and he wants to he constantly wants to get on the ball like you can see him and he's like give it to me and he comes short and he you know he'll, Mm. he'll take a player on and there are a couple of times where he just you know did a Cruyff turn for fun and he looks completely comfortable on the ball and I'm like who is this kid he's come up from the championship and he's English and And I'm like you you don't see English players look so comfortable on the ball yeah and he's always got time and and, and he's always got time and this is something whenever you notice it it always like stands out for me but he always has a second idea so it's like if he's going to wind up to take a shot and you know everyone under the sun's like and he winds up he actually can sometimes stop and then decide whether to do it and then turn the other way. Or, no, I'm going I'm, I'm to decide to shoot the way. He's always got time to, to have a plan B. And so many players panic. And so many players just go, headless chicken. I mean, who was it? Triore. They were like, run yeah. button boy. Madison's the opposite. Yeah. Madison's never on the run button, even though he's quick enough. 
He's always composed. There was no talk of him getting called up for the England squad, was there? No. Because I, so. I would put him in the England squad straight away. Like, Just to give him the experience. Yeah, stuff, right. so, yeah. But um, going back to Liverpool, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. About them not hitting top stride? Yeah, no, yes, that was what I was going to say. Them not hitting... <laughs> sorry. Um, got sidetracked by James Madison. Um, they've not hit top stride and they're winning games and they're playing okay, but not brilliantly. What... I think Klopp maybe needs to think about doing at this time of year, if you're winning games, is getting your second string players in and playing games as well. So like your Shakiris, your Dominic Solanke's, um, the players that are kind of that just below the first team. Because what will happen if you've just got Firmino, Mane and Salah playing every game, they're going to play 60 games and they're going to get exhausted by March, April next year. If you're winning games... Rest of mix like, it up you, need, mix it you up. need those two yeah. for the Champions yeah. League, don't you? Yeah. Um, but um, we, we talked about Allison oh, last, oh, last we week. Not talk about uh, that. We, I mean, I actually think it's a good. I think apart from that, he looks like a very, very, very good goalkeeper. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Allison, <clears throat> Liverpool have the ball, and Leicester are pressurising them, so they have to go backwards, backwards, backwards. James Madison's pressurising. Yes. <laughs> um, and they go back to the goalie, Allison. And he's got the ball kind of on the by, it's like on the edge of the pitch, near the edge of the penalty area. And he's like, "Oh, I can do a Cruyff turn and go round this player," and then does a Cruyff turn and just gets tackled, and they score. Fucks it up completely. It was ugly. But I mean, maybe he needs that to get it out of the way. I mean, the fact is that that's what Klopp said. It, it was. It wasn't a one-off when Carius was doing it. It was like one every three games yeah. in terms of a howler. So I, I don't get the impression that Allison's that kind. Didn't of we keeper. talk on the shed last week and say that he's got a, he's got a howler in him? Yeah, and that was before this game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm you know not but, saying but, we're... Um, on the Leicester thing. I actually think Leicester really missed the trick because they started Damari Gray up front. Damari Gray is not a striker. He's he's been you know good in fits and starts and I think um, you know this this year he, he could be really good he could be anything but he's a wide player and he looked lost up front and I thought Leicester changed completely when they bought on Iniacho and had a focal point and he had and a it, great and, and he just let, he let them play more effectively as a team even if he didn't necessarily do much but all yeah. of a sudden Liverpool looked under way more pressure. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a, a bit of an error by Puel. I think Puel's thinking was that Vardy's quick, Demario Gray's quick. Yeah. We'll go for like for like, even though he's not used to playing there. Whereas, yeah, I think you're right. He should have gone Ianacho. And Gray doesn't like the ball. Like, Vardy loves the ball over the top he can run onto. Gray wants it to feet. He wants to be running at defenders. And at players. So yeah. he kept, you know, trying to drop short and pick up the ball. And yeah. then all of a sudden they've got no one to go to. And it just. Uh, <clears throat> and the other thing I just want to touch on with Leicester was the. Whilst Madison had a great game, he had a terrible two minutes for Liverpool's second goal. Um, so Liverpool got got a corner. Um, Leicester was zonal marking, which, uh, which I don't yeah. like um, because you can get in this situation where you potentially have guys that are not defenders needing to defend. On the first corner, um, Madison ended up on Van Dijk. Yeah. So you've got your number 10 having a massive centre-back running at you because you're stood still and they're running. And you know, I think he was a little bit lucky to get away with... The sort of, he grappled Van Dijk and put his arm over his shoulder. If it was Spain, it would have been a, a penalty. penalty. Yeah. 
But then it goes out for another corner, didn't learn the lesson, and then the man on Firmino who scores the goal is Madison again. And I'm just mm. like, if zonal marking at the corners is done well, it can be very effective. Yeah. But if it's not done well, it can be a disaster. And I wonder whether part of it is because at the World Cup and VAR, we saw all this, you You're know, we, we saw grappling getting penalised for the, one of the first yeah. times. And maybe everyone's panicking a bit about, well, we can't do man on man anymore because we can't get away with holding people. Yeah. So that we're trying to go zonal. zonal. I like, <clears throat> I, you can do zonal, I don't mind it, but you need to have like six massive blokes in your team. You can't do it and have your number 10. You can, James Madison can't be the last no, man. And it's got to be organised. I think the, the best teams that do it, the defenders all move forward out yeah. to the ball. Yeah. Whereas when you see it done badly, the defenders are static, the attackers are moving forward. Who's going to win the header? Yeah. So, But the best teams that do it, you see them all go out together um, and someone has to lead that. And I just, if one guy, I mean, Maguire is obviously a you know, brilliant one-on-one yeah. defender in the air, but it's got to be about the unit. And I just saw less. And Everton conceded a goal from a corner. Same thing. And it just, I was like, it's. It just looks really bad. Also, as an attacking side, if you know you're playing against zonal defending at a corner and you have one corner, you go, oh, the little guy stands there. That's exactly what. Yeah. Put the big bloke there. But that's what I mean. Madison, like, it was, yeah. you know, literally, it was almost like Liverpool said, oh, he doesn't look comfortable defending that first corner. Aim for him again. Let's yeah. aim. For him. And that is exactly what happens. Yeah. And Firmino scores. And it's a real easy uh, <clears throat> way to do it. Talking of Liverpool, though, and set plays, I feel like we need to talk about Liverpool's throw-in coach. <laughs> no, I saw the headline, but I haven't read it, so I'll be interested. So, yeah. basically, Liverpool have hired a Danish bloke as their uh, throwing coach. And Is it Dave Challoner, Dave Challoner's cousin? <laughs> no, 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 Dave Challoner of Tranmere fame. <laughs> um, Rory Dlap. <laughs> it's the second Tranmere shout-out in two weeks. Paul will be happy. Um, yeah, so the coach basically teaches long throws clever throws and quick throws so that's his role so he gets he teaches them all to do it it sounds a bit nonsensical however i reckon it's actually genius long clever and quick yes it's the opposite of you yes <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly what, what's why have they got a name for each of them like, well it's that? just this guy's sounds theory like so this, this guy it does sound like a gimmick and this is this guy and he's done it he's done it for years in danish league and he's gone to German League and done it there and now Klopp has hired him at um, Liverpool. The thing that I think it's brilliant for is the fact that you have 30, 40, 50 throw-ins a game and the amount of throw-ins you watch a Premier League game and they just go, oh, I don't want to do it, I'll just throw it to the guy right in front of me. Or down down the line. Or just launch it up the line in defence. Which actually, if you took that into other sports like rugby or hockey or whatever using or AFL. AFL using that set play and just throwing it away it's, it's your ball like it's nonsense really like it's just ingrained in football that you just oh you just chuck it and it'll be alright it's right. just because it's gone out the side you yeah. need to get it back in you just get yeah. it back whereas actually make it a weapon make it a weapon why not and if you whether it's the way your players move around or how you throw it or whatever it is I don't know what he does but it kind of makes sense. John, I completely the... agree. The term, obviously, it's marginal gains. And if you can gain 1% from a throwing coach, why not? Mm-hmm. And Tranmere got to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup 
basically because they had a guy, and I think they beat Liverpool. What is this they? Tranmere loving? What's going on? Well, no, just Dave Challoner was Dave probably the, fir- the first guy to be famous for long throw. No, but John's right. This is the second week in a row you've mentioned Tranmere. Do you did love I mention Tranmere? them last yeah. week? What did I mention about them last week? I don't week? know. Yeah. Something. It mm. came up on Facebook. Someone mentioned, oh, I like the Tranmere. No, um, no. Wow. Tranmere. Well, no, I, I do like Dave Challoner, though. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> Um, <laughs> 40 yard throw is pretty good yeah. can we not I don't want to slide by Nick last week's games without actually finally giving Arsenal some credit oh okay really I, I thought, thought they looked shit <laughs> <laughs> but they I they've got to drop check I'm sorry like if they, if they want to play out from the back Just he, drop the guy. he looks like an old man that can't ice skate on ice <laughs> and it, like he's panicking every time yeah, he has he's... to do it and it's it's kind of like a, it's like um, it's happening in the public domain it is anxiety inducing he's I can't watch it five like why retrain the bloke I like yes. he's he, okay let's ignore better <laughs> I think that the way their front two played was excellent yes I think that Abemiang and Lacazette's goals were very good Abemiang's the Lacazette set little back heel yeah and Absolutely brilliant. brilliant, and the finish from such distance as well. After it had obviously been put on a plate, yeah. so it's like this is put on a plate. Keep your cool, yeah. and he did, and it was excellent. Did they start together? Yeah. So it's the first game they've started together. No, they've started a couple. Uh, Abemyang officially starts on the left. No, I don't think they have. The in the Premier League, I don't think they have started together. No, I think they've started Abemyang up top, and then they've. Or on Lacazette and look better when he's come on. I think this is the first game they started to get. Okay. And don't get me wrong, I wanted. Remember the last on last week's shit? I said I think Cardiff might not lose this game. Mm. It sounded crazy. Well, they they almost didn't lose this yeah. game. It took an 80th minute goal to to get it for Arsenal. But then when I when I look at it as a whole and take myself out of it because I'm on nothing to do with this, <laughs> I actually think Arsenal looked good and I think that you were starting to see some interplay up front, which. I'm not going to say it reminds me of old Arsenal, but it's pleasurable to watch. Yeah. And the first three games of this season, they've done nothing pleasurable to watch. Uh, no, 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 I disagree. I think they could have, they should have beaten Chelsea. Um, and I think going, Is that because they were good or because Chelsea was shit? No, I think going forward, they've done some really good things. I think the issue is, is at the back, they are a walking disaster zone. <laughs> and until they fix that, they're... You know, I've got them finishing the top four this year, and I, I, I think they are. One of the players came out this week and said it's like being at school again. They feel like they're learning from Emery. I think it was Lacazette yeah. who said it. Um, so they're obviously, you know, they've got some rapport going with with the coach. But and I think going forward, it's clicking. But at the back, it just doesn't. It just looks horrible. But it's it's early in the season, and they've had the same coach for twenty one years. So it's going to take a while to change. When Conte was at Chelsea. Over the first international break, he changed their formation. He went, okay, it's not working. And he went, I've got two weeks. 3-4-3. Three, three. I'm going to change everything. Go 3-4-3. Three, three. One the league. I don't think um, Emery's going to change his formation as such, but it's give it will give him now. He's like, okay, I can see what I've got. You can see Lacazette and Abemiang have a relationship and they play well together. Just let them do their thing. And I think he's going to build his team. Maybe he'll hobble check. Yeah, I think I think after the international break, you'll see Lacazette and Abemyang start every game. Check not be in the team, and you'll see Arsenal do really well. And um, I think Abemyang and Lacazette have to play together. Well, and they do say that in terms of coaching, the attacking part of the game and getting you know the 
the intricate um, you know bits of play between attackers is much more difficult than just coming in and making a team solid and difficult yeah, to yeah. beat. So it looks like <clears throat> he's getting that bit going. But they, I mean, I I think they have played some good stuff going forward. But until they fix the defence. It's not going to go well because they nearly lost to Cardiff. I I I, I agree, and I'm sorry because I wanted to bring this up as a positive thing about Arsenal. But uh, <laughs> I, I, what is Pet? It's a joke. Don't make Pet check do that. It's no. like it's public talk. It's hard to watch. Yeah, but if if you're Arsenal, first four games you've played Man City and Chelsea in those first four games. You've got six points. You're not out of the top four no, race it's fine. It's fine. I, I think it's a good it. start yeah. yeah. and I think you're finding players that are playing well together and working systems out and stuff I but, think but while spot. we're on that I'd like can we touch on Chelsea yeah go on because we talked about the fact that Sarri's teams generally take a while to get going because of the way that he plays and that he essentially rocked up a week before the start of the year yeah. which is incredibly difficult and they're second. They're second. <laughs> um, yes, they also look a bit dodgy at the back, and David Luiz is never going to be a good defender, no matter how long he plays. <laughs> but it's, before you go on, David Luiz is not very good at his job. No, no like he got, he's been bought for fifty million pounds twice. Yeah. He's not very good. No, the second time was forty million. He got Bargain. sold for fifty, then bought Ball for back. forty. But he can do the occasional brilliant Hollywood pass from centre yeah. back. So uh, maybe that's where the fifty I, million comes yeah. in. I think he is good. At times, look, if for those listening, the looks I'm getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you agree like, that he's also a liability? I I think that he makes some clangers. Yeah. I do think he's a very good defender. And I think that he adds something in a back line. Don't say mistakes. He adds something in a back line that you wouldn't get if you didn't have him. Be careful. I think he's a good footballer. Like, yeah, he's a this, good is, footballer. this is a really unpopular view. No, no, no. But I no. think he's good, and I think that he is a defender. I think play anywhere else on the pitch, and he'd be he'd be lost. Yeah. And I think he's good. I just think he needs to play in a back three, though. I agree. Yeah. I agree he, with he that. Needs, yeah, but. Can you build? You can build a team around a number ten, but can you build a team around a dodgy centre back? Maybe you can <laughs> when you've got a Kante. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Kante's saving challenge when Luis needlessly gives the ball away. No, it is brilliant. Yeah. Like he's Kante runs fifty yards and then gets in like and he, put, he pushes about three Chelsea players out of the way to get there <laughs> and then dives in brilliant brilliant last ditch challenge on the six yard box about to be a goal and I'm like that is why Kante I, is so good I watched yeah. the highlights of this game and there's a point where Kante gets the ball about the halfway line and just goes on a run and you're like He's, this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's one like of the greatest do. footballers of all time. But I, I, I think that Sarri deserves some credit for getting Chelsea going oh, early yeah. on, and I think like Hazard looks up for it. Um, yeah. uh, you know, he he started his first game back, scored a goal. I mean, Pedro, who I don't really rate, but is score scoring it's goals. He's foreign, isn't it? Rog? Looking good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I I think Chelsea deserve some credit, and I think they've got some cause to be optimistic because you know you would you would think that they're only going to get better as yeah. they adapt to, to Sarri's way of playing. And it was interesting. The Bournemouth game was a bit of a loving, which I didn't realise. But Eddie Howe loves Sarri. Did you see this? 
No. Four years ago, when Sari was at Empoli, yeah. Eddie Howe went on a special trip to go and hang out to go and hang out and see how Empoli play because he likes the way that Sari's team plays. And then Sari came back. Um, such more, a brown noser, isn't he? John? He's just such to, a brown noser to, to Bournemouth. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I uh, I think Chelsea look good. Like uh, this, this early, like they, they, you know, I, I think there's, there's still a couple of players away from challenging for the league, but you know they're definitely up there in that top four conversation. Can we? Uh, I tell you, one game I did watch, which I, I, I'm sick of myself. Yeah. And I know that we've got this, this funny place in the running order, but I, I, I feel like I'm part of the problem here. Okay. I watched the Usain Bolt Central Coast Mariners pre-season A League yeah. friendly. How, how was that? I can't believe I did it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm, did you watch I'm all that 90 guy. Minutes? I watched the second half. Okay, he came on as a sub, didn't he? Yeah. In the so did half. you start watching when he came on? They had fireworks when he came on. Fireworks. <laughs> oh god. For anyone at home doesn't know, Usain Bolt now plays football in Australia. And what yeah. numbers he got on his back? It's like like ninety-six point two or whatever. It's <laughs> a joke. So let me tell you all the things that are wrong with this. Okay. So <laughs> all of the things. Central Coast Mariners won six-one that game. Mm-hmm. And there were some players who, I'm going to tell you, I don't know their names, who looked excellent. Yeah. The reason I don't know their names is because Usain Bolt came on. <laughs> so it was Usain Bolt camp. He got cheered time. every time he got Every time he did it. anything. Fireworks were launched when he got subbed on. Yeah, that's wrong. That is a fucking disgrace. Wasn't his first touch uh, the ball hit the back of his heel? Yeah, it was like a, just... like a... But they're calling it like a scorpion <laughs> kick through ball. Oh. It's not. He just wagged his leg at it like a dog tail and it went boom, 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 and, it, and, it, and it landed somewhere near he doesn't look like a footballer he's not a footballer no. he's, so the reports are that he's struggling to to work with faster than quick in athletics yeah. you build up pace slowly and then you explode yeah. he's struggling to change his pace because it's just never what you teach his body's not built for it yeah. he's okay at football in the same way you're okay at football yeah I can pass it the fact that's... that you're okay at football and fit doesn't mean that you should but the fact that during this this game when I was watching it on the sofa I'm just there going oh I'm going to watch the Usain Bolt game like a fucking retard <laughs> why am I that guy but I couldn't stop myself yeah. I go on the BBC live updates Usain Bolt's bloody it's uh, debut go on the age go on news.com.au go on um, the, not the Herald Sun whatever it's called the Guardian yeah Every single news site I look at has live updates of Usain Bolt playing a pre-season friendly in the A-League. As a trialist. As a trialist. There's a little T next to his name. It's disgraceful. Now, as I say, there were some good performances for that Central Coast Mariners side, and you won't know anything about them. And I'm not going to sit here and educate you about them because I was blinded by this this stage show that was the Usain Bolt thing. Does it have a positive effect then in the fact that more people are watching the A-League. More okay. Pe- so the A-League has now got global um, eyes on it. So people from various places have suddenly looked at it. And yes, Usain Bolt might be a whole gimmicky thing, and it is. But is it making people look at the A-League? Is it growing interest uh, in it? Uh, when it, people it, watch it, the game, you said that there was a few players that were good for Central Coast. You don't know their names. But if other people have watched it and they might remember their names or whatever, there's a bit of... You, you, know, make, you make a good point. And... and 
like, I'm sorry if you'll ever listen to the pod, but the person who I hate hearing their commentary is Fozza. You know, Fozza? So for those who aren't in Australia, there's a guy called Fozza. Craig Foster. Craig Foster. Ex-Crystal Palace. Uh, uh, Isn't it just Foz? And he's been made... Fozza. He's been made footballing royalty here, which means he, that he's allowed to talk slowly with a sense of <laughs> wisdom. wave his arms. Uh, a sense of wisdom that means anyone who, who doesn't know, who, who can't count, thinks that he's a, he's a genius. Now... Credit to him, he has done a lot for the game in this country. Yeah. And I, I hate to quote him or to, to regurgitate anything that he said that was good because, again, he talks slowly with a sense of wisdom that I want to punch him in the... Anyway, um, Fozza <laughs> said something that I thought was quite poignant, which is the fact that the A-League need that. So what you said is, is it good for the A-League? Yeah. The fact that the A-League need that or have gone to that and gone, okay, well, this is, this is a great thing for us as a brand is... A huge indictment on the way the A League is structured. Yeah. After eleven, sorry, twelve, nearly. This is coming into the thirteenth year, year yeah, okay. of A League's incarnation. Del Piero's played here as a real footballer. Yeah. Tim Cahill played here two years ago. We've had some good footballers. I'm going to say I'm not going to say Dwight York. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, he, Andy, he, Dwight York was the first, I think. So. But so, so the we've we've just signed Honda. A uh, 32 year old yeah. Kinshui Honda. Kinshui Honda. He's a great footballer. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the best footballers Asia as a continent has produced of yeah. his generation. And yet we still feel that we need this. I'm going to jump in here with a couple of stats. Um, I I agree. I think it's an, it's an indictment on the way that football's been run in Australia. But you can see why they did it. Like so, last year the Mariners' average attendance was seven thousand, which is their lowest ever. And also last year, every A League side, apart from two clubs, which I suspect is Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC, and Sydney, like suffered a big decline in, in their crowd numbers. So we talked about. A-League stagnating last year and the numbers back it up and the way that they're trying to fix it I don't think is the right way and it's with gimmicks but for this friendly game they had just under 10,000 people and so you know they'll use it as support for oh well it's working because we've got more people for a friendly but it's not sustainable so who do they play who do they play who's the other team don't know. No idea. Who yeah. else played for Central Coast Mariners? Don't know. No idea. So why don't we all just watch Usain Bolt's YouTube channel? Well, and the other thing is, as an if you get something as a novelty value, it wears off quickly. Yes. And if if he we realise that he's not very good at football, it then just becomes a bit sad and detracts from the fact that he's one of the greatest well, exactly. athletes of a generation. And the A League is not in any better place than it was before no, he arrived. It, it, all it all it has is a modern day gone viral. So, yeah. the, so the A-League has had an clickbait. instant hit of yeah. endorphins, has, has become clickbait, has become in pre-season mind, not even during the league. Yeah. This isn't even like, he's not scoring in a final. This is just clickbait nonsense to see see whether this bloke yeah. can play football. The fact is he can't play football very well. No. And we like in the A-League, the bloke who played up front for Sweden in the World Cup has signed for Melbourne Victory. Yeah, Toivinen. Yeah, Toivinen. Yeah. Now he's a good footballer. He scored, really he scored against Germany did, in, the, in the World Cup. This like year, did I, did I watch a Melbourne Victory pre-season friendly? No, I was too busy watching Usain Bolt be a spanner, wag a leg at, yeah. a, at a back-heel scorpion nonsense. Yeah. And that's the problem. So yeah. yes, it's a gimmick. Yes, it's clickbait. Yes, it might be good for the brand it's not might be good for the 
publicity, all publicity is good publicity, but what it's doing is detracting from the real football progress which has happened this year. I've been against the A-League for the last couple of years. I've been a season ticket holder for six years and I've seen declining quality, standard, attendance, um, vision. And this year I've actually seen players come into this league who have... Actual ability at not, they're not 37 year olds. They're coming in, and I see this year being something incredibly positive. And I see that completely overshadowed by a circus rolled into the central yeah. coast. Yeah, you're spot on because I think Toivonen is a huge signing, and um, I think he's really good. And I think Honda score many goals, but he does. Oh, but for the A League, it's a great signing, yeah, yeah. and Honda's a great signing. And you're right, the Bolt scenario has just come in and just blown it all out of the water but for no end game Absolutely. Like, he's not very good at football and no. he's not going to come in and score a goal in a final I don't even he's know if they'll good. keep him on either he's, he has an trial. unlimited trial period which means that they will keep him on I mean come on the the realists in us go unlimited trial period which is they're going to keep pushing him and keep training him and try and make him good at football for as long as they can possibly milk a, a <laughs> yeah. marketing dollar out of the bloke for everyone in the world goes well, why is he trying to play football? And he's going, oh, maybe I should re- retire in the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's a joke. It's true. They'll it, I mean, make it as long it's as wa- possible. I actually think it's worse than Star Wars Week that they did last Whoa. year. At least Star Wars Week's got Star Wars, which is good at being Star Wars. Do you know, you know it's International Week. Next week, we're going to struggle because of for things to talk about because it's International Week. Maybe we should have the worst A-League gimmicks. And we're going to have a rundown <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Star Wars Week and Usain Bolt. Um... Does anyone have any more side stories, or is there any international games for next week we want to chat about before we move on to the exciting end feature? I yeah. don't want to talk about uh, international, but I did have a couple of side stories. Jeff, you look like you. Yeah, there's a, a couple of things I want to bring up. Okay. Uh, firstly, did you see that uh, Lukaku's two goals last week got him to 104 goals in the Premier League? Wow. That is the same total as Didier Drogba. Wow. Well, that's good. And Didier Drogba did it in 254 games. Lukaku has done it in 224 games, and he's only 25. Did you see who Lukaku? Every goal that Lukaku scored since March until those goals were against, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're Burnley, All bad West teams. Brom, yeah. Panama. Like it's a real. Oh, John, I could have told you this when he was playing for Evan. He he doesn't score in Flat big track games. Bully. Yeah, it's, although it's exactly in the World right. Cup he. He did look good in some big games. Because he's got Martinez. score in the big games. And his job is to score. He and then, didn't score against Brazil. He didn't score he, against England. He played very well against Brazil. Doesn't matter. He didn't score. As his job is to score goals. Oh, no. There's more to it than that. Because I, I think a criticism of him in the past has been that he doesn't turn up at all in big games. And I think in the World Cup, he actually did play well yeah, in some big fair. games. Yeah. Whereas, like for instance, Everton, if a big team rolled into town... He may as well not be on the pitch because yeah. he just did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the last is just a. I saw an interesting signing this week, um, which I thought went under the radar. Um, you remember uh, Federico Machida? Oh, oh old Man United. <laughs> remember he scored awful. that goal against Aston Villa and, and uh, won, won the league. Yeah, yeah. he signed for um, uh, Panathinaikos. Wow, Greece. that's really random. Yeah, yeah. Right. from where? Is he still only twenty-two? Well, his his he's, I think he's getting younger, John. I think he's still sixteen. He had terrible hair, didn't he? Yeah. But I just spotted that as a, as a sign. I thought, oh, that's interesting. You, it's amazing how many footballers 
you just, forget and just float around the Dan Goslings of this world who, who God, like yeah. uh, who do an amazing job once and disappear but Panathinaikos are a big side so yeah. do you, you know, see um, watch his Greek team's Yaya Torre sign for Olympiakos indeed yes. uh there was a big hoo-ha because he was doing his medical in London. Do you see that? No. So he, oh, so right. He, um, his agent came out and announced. This is like a day before it got announced. Yeah. So he was going to go to Olympiacos, and the agent came out and went, "Yaya Torre in London doing his medical." Yeah. Obviously, everyone loses their shit. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, okay, is he going to Spurs? Oh, the West Ham rumours were just like going <laughs> through the roof because he's a free agent. Yeah. So and he could go anywhere. Typical deal with a brother signing. Imagine, imagine Yaya Torre's pace with Wiltshire in the midfield, <laughs> anchoring that midfield. Um, so because of that, it was yeah two days worth of hoo ha about that, and then he suddenly rocks up and uh, yeah, yeah there he goes. Rog, what's your uh, side uh, stories? Well, Simon's not here this week, but I did want to give a quick uh, Scotland update. Yes. Uh, I wanted to nod to the Scotland women's team who have qualified for the World Cup. Oh, oh yeah! Done what the men's team hasn't been able to do for a very <laughs> long time. Uh, so, so good on them. Um, England women looking good too. They won 6-1 with a second string. Uh, the other one... Have any of you seen Partick Thistle's goal that wasn't a goal the against goal. against Granite Moor? I have seen this. So bizarre. They, they they it's a corner and it comes across and it bounces down to someone and he turns and he shoots and it goes in the goal and everyone goes yeah great goal. It hits the net. It doesn't it goes, just go in the goal like it, it properly flies goes in the, the goal. Net. And then the referee stops everything and goes oh I'm not sure about this. Goes and talks to the linesman, gives a throw in. A throw-in? Yeah. Exactly. And they talk for a while. Like, there's quite a long conversation, and then Sorry. no one's quite sure what's going on, and then he gives a throw-in. A throw-in? <laughs> you, you can Google this, and this is, on, is part of this all against... Grenick Morton. Grenick Morton. So what's the what's happened after that? We don't know. And, we every, don't and, know. and the best bit of the video is every, all the players are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. and, and the guy, like, takes a throw-in and just kind of throws it. Like, I'm not... What, why am I having a throw-in? So... What exactly? Like and what? Kind of, surely they came out and said, "Like, was it? A, was it?" Um, no, goal, I'm not going to watch the video now whilst we're recording <laughs> the one, right? But I'll, I'll you've we'll got to see it. Pop it up on the yeah. We'll put on it on Facebook. Facebook, but the commentary is hilarious as well. The commentator yeah. is just like, I don't know what's going on. Is a throwing? Is it what? Okay, is, what on earth has he given? I can't wait to see that, in, in a thick Scottish accent. Yeah. There's got to be some logic, like the ball went out or something like that. No, no it's, it is. It is bizarre, really, really bizarre. So it's either drugs or money. Yeah. Um, did you see what's happening in Denmark? Can either of you tell me what's happening? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. So there's they're going to field a futsal team <laughs> in a real game. The Danish FA <laughs> and the players have had a bit of a fight, a bit like the cricket team in Australia did around um, yes. image rights and okay. stuff. Yeah. So they haven't settled it. So the Danish team are not playing. And Christian Eriksen's come out and said some of the Danish base players are playing. Yeah, so Christian no, Eriksen, no, but not from the top two leagues. Yeah, yeah. So, so Christian Eriksen's come out and said we're all fine. We just need to sort something out. But there's some kind of fight going on, so they have to play a game in the new UEFA Nations League against Wales in the next few days. Nations League, the worst idea of all time. And um, they so they've hired John Jensen do you remember John Jensen yeah. who scored the winner for Denmark in the Euros in I liked his hair played for Arsenal for a bit and um, they've just said can you come and do the job for us he's like sure but you can't hire anyone from the Premier League so you've got 
League One and League Two and futsal players playing for Denmark against Wales. Wow. And but these were, the, these were the futsal players who played in the World Cup, in the futsal World Cup. So they're, they're good quality players. <laughs> but it's a little bit different. But they're used to playing indoors in a pitch the size of the penalty area. Yeah. <laughs> um, and taking throw-ins with their feet. And well, not against Bar- Gareth Bale. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be interesting to watch. You can't bet on it. They've taken it off sports yeah. bet. Because that was going to be my bet of the week that Wales were going <laughs> to smash them. Um, any more side stories or are we ready for an uh, end feature? I reckon let's go for him feature. Awesome. It's getting worse, Jeff. I feel like <laughs> your guitar playing is getting worse no, and worse. It goes up. That one goes up. <laughs> um, last week, Jeff got on the board. On the board. Uh, Sido, 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 Mane oh, scored. Just, you just went the one leg, did you? Yep. Oh, good one. Um, so Jeff is now up on the board. Rod, you lost, and I lost as well, which is sad. But that means Rod is still in the lead. You, we did a, did a quick total, didn't we? So over the three, four weeks are we on now. Yeah, four weeks. Um, we between the three of us spent one hundred and twenty dollars, and we've won one hundred and nineteen dollars. Oh god, we're down. <laughs> but one take long, does it? But um, the amount of fun we've had for Train. one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two legs. I think we've got to go more than two. No, legs. no, no, no. no, no. no. So, has anyone got a bet for this week? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm go ready on, to go. go on, so I'm on I've, a roll. I've bet on the Nations League. <laughs> I mean, look, it is, that's how it should be said. Next week, when we do the international wrap-up, the Nation League bit's going to get boring. The Nation League. God. That's got to be how it's said. Can we make that a soundbite? Why could you only bet on, like, four of the games? No, you can't. You can bet on more. You, no, 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 no. It's not all fixed. the Nation League been games. Fixed. It's been updated today. Um, okay, so my bet, anyway, yeah. is that at half-time, England are going to be winning. Okay. And at full-time, they will have lost. Oh, good bet. Okay. Now, the logic is that England think they're good <laughs> because of the World Cup, but we'll slowly remember throughout the game that they're not very good. And Spain are and better. Spain are better. <laughs> okay. That is paying $26. Wow. Good bet. 26 bucks. If that comes in. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> wow. If it doesn't, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I feel like my bet's a bit underwhelming now. Well, after let's that, go but, for your underwhelming. Uh, well, down. the Nations League bets were not available. The Nation League. When I did my bet, so I've gone to the states and uh, I've got New York uh, to beat New England. Wow, the Revolution. Yep. And I've got Portsmouth to beat Shrewsbury <laughs> at the weekend. <laughs> And that, that is paying three dollars eighty. <laughs> you, you were right. That is, that is the worst podcast radio performance <laughs> I've known of anyone. So I'm going to follow that up with my bet. I've got two legs. First of which is Portsmouth. And over two and a half goals. Uh, I've got one, over one and a half. Port, <laughs> Ports would have been banging. I just stopped saying it because I know that you, you both give me shit for adding in links to my two legs. That's really random. Um, and then I've also got from League Two, Lincoln, to beat someone and over two and a half goals. Oh, it's clutching uh, at straws this week. But those two legs pay me $9.20. And, oh, they're both, wow. and they're both in the top two in the league. So. Nine twenty. Yeah. So, so you could both be onto a. You so know, Rod, you're going to be playing catch up next yeah. week when Jeff and I smash it home. 
Great. Um, has anyone got anything to add before we leave? No, send no. us an email. It's been wonderful. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, as Jeff said, send us an email on footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a review on iTunes and tell your mates. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone. See ya. <laughs> with like a story about you know a rat eating someone's foot or something like that after last week <laughs>